folks, just a heads up, there was a bit of a glitch on this one and the first few minutes of the interview, I had to use the backup recording, which is worse quality, but once you get past that point, it goes back to the normal quality and sounds great. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are two interviews in this podcast. Uh, the first one is with Jesse William, the artist, and after a bit of a conversation about his new record, I talked to Jordan Voth, who produced the record. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I, I think that I've been talking to a lot of country singers lately. It seems like, you know, I, these things go in waves where I have, you know, maybe like five punk bands in a row or a bunch of rappers. And lately it's been country and roots and all those sort of genres. But I think that the guest on this episode is doing something a little bit different. And I get the impression that you come from a bit of a different background than a lot of the country artists I've talked to lately. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about what it is that you do as a musician. Hi, my name is Jesse Kowalski, or Jesse William, if you're listening to the country stuff. And I am a musician in Winnipeg, and I play in a bunch of bands ranging from hardcore to punk to metal to now country. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of the way that you appeared on my radar is because you your EP that you've just released, it was recorded with Jordan Voth, who is not known for country music at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, he, he's well known in the city, obviously, but he's he's doing uh, punk rock, hardcore, emo, all those kind of things, metal even. And this is obviously new territory for him. So how did this connection get made? I imagine it's got to be connected to your punk background. Oh, yeah. Like, um, well, to go way back, like this is something kind of I've always had on the back burner that I've wanted to do forever. And I was kind of just scared to do it because, you know, it's so comfortable like I you know I sing air quotes yeah. in, a, in a hardcore band which is just yelling so I, I can do that all day but I was so scared to try this out and then last fall I finally started recording demos of this stuff that I've had for a couple of years and I sent it to Voth and immediately he was like let's record this let's record this and he just started hammering me about it like every week like hey are we gonna record this let's do it and I was like fine i was home for a bit over christmas and he's like hey we're recording <laughs> this week i'm like oh are we he's like yeah we're going I'm like okay we're doing it so yeah he like i've known him forever i've recorded other projects with him and yeah he's the best yeah well and i, I mean he has a sound too a very specific sound that, that is not necessarily uh what you're doing and i think funny interesting listening to your ep because i mean it's country music for sure but it definitely sounds like it has uh it's being approached differently i think than a lot of people might assume from a country record and, and that's got to be 
partially his influence, I would imagine, and also just your background, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I kind of like that about it. Like, uh, my friend was telling me the other day, he's like, it sounds like a pop punk album, but it's country. Yeah, well, it, it works, though. I like it. Yeah. Well, what, so what's, what's your background with country then? I mean, obviously it's something, like you said, you've been kind of thinking about for a while doing, how long have you been interested in that type of music? Uh, well, I grew up in Dauphin, Manitoba, home of country fest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just the first music I ever heard in my life. I've, it's always been a constant in my life. And then I always laugh, like, you know, when you're a teenager and you get into punk, then it's just like tunnel vision. You don't yep. care about anything else. And then, you know, then you start hearing, like, remember getting into, like, Lucero and stuff and just being like, oh, this is, like, country, kind of. And then it just, I was like, oh, I'm allowed to like this stuff still. I don't just (laughs) like loud, angry music. I can still like all this stuff I grew up on, so... Well, it's and always just been a constant. There's a comparison too. I mean, country and punk both have that kind of three chords and the truth thing, right? Where it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the the songwriting is similar, even though it sounds very different. But like the the the, the core of it, the structure of it, isn't that different when you really compare the two genres. Oh, definitely. I remember uh, when I I used to be in elder abuse at one point. I was in that band. Me and Alex, the singer, we would always be driving overnight, and we'd be talking, and I'd always play country. And I remember telling him, like, man, this is just this is just pop punk. I'm telling you, country and punk, it's the same thing. So yeah. Well, and you have that yeah. a, a Danger Cat cover on the on the EP as well, right? Yeah. So that's literally taking a pop punk song, <laughs> turning it turning into country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was happy they were cool with me doing that. I uh, that's one of my favorite songs. Every time I pick up a guitar, I always noodle. I would always noodle on it as a warm up, and then started messing around and it kind of worked. So I messaged Keith and Romer. I was like, I'm going to try this. If you're okay with it, I'd like to record it. And they were like, go for it. So Cool.
I'm so sick of talking about this, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. Shows aren't really happening right now. You've just released this EP in a time when the traditional way to release things is not existent. I mean, I know you've put it out online. How do you intend on kind of getting this out there to more people? Uh, assuming things maybe ease up a bit on the COVID front and, and shows can actually start happening again. I'm uh, Well, I have a small label too that I do. And uh, I think my plan... And it was, I just got a quote back for, for vinyl. So I'm going to press it, just a small run, put it out there and see what happens. And I have more stuff written and I just going to start recording and putting it out and go for it. Take that, that fun uh, thing we learn in hardcore and punk where you just put your head down and work at it. And, hope, you know, I do, I do it cause I like it and it's, it's fun. So yeah, hopefully I can do something cool with it though. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so for sure. But I mean, and, and and sonically, I mean, you have Rory on there playing uh, like pedal steel, right? And that that definitely oh, yeah. gives it the the twang. And he's played with so many people in Winnipeg and beyond. But what's your sort of plan for presenting this live when you can do live? Are you going to get people from the punk scene to be playing country with you, or are you hoping to sort of expand it out to be more of a country uh, from the country kind of group community in Winnipeg? Um. I had imagined it'll probably be most of my like punk friends playing. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't really know a lot of the people in the country community. Um, but like you said, Rory played on it and that was like, uh, I, when I was recording it, I was like, okay, well I need pedal steel. Yeah. And I posted it on Instagram. I was like, who, who knows a guy? And then immediately I got like 20 messages. They're like, this is the guy message him. And I messaged him. He replied instantly. And he was at, the you know at Voth studio a couple days later and I was I I was floored when he showed up because I've never had to deal with I've never dealt with a like a session thing before so I was kind of nervous how is this gonna go but he showed up like over prepared and just like knocked it out of the park and he would even be like oh I think I can do better I can do better and he would just keep pushing himself and then like the he he's what makes the the EP in my opinion like he's the secret sauce on it he's it's perfect killed it but yeah as far as i've had a it was cool i kind of as soon as i put it out i had a bunch of people message me and be like if you play live i want to play on this so now i gotta sift through and assemble a band i guess <laughs> well, it's a good problem to have right more people than you yeah. you can handle wanting to play <laughs> yeah. on it yeah uh, I, I mean I, I don't want to dwell too much on the the country versus punk thing and the comparisons but i mean uh ha having that pedal steel on there kind of gives it that authentic sound and i feel like both genres are very um the idea of being authentic and being genuine is pretty strong um, in both punk rock and country. People can can smell bullshit and they can sort of uh, you know easily identify when someone is not um, being honest and genuine about what they're putting out there. Was that was that a concern for you about, about the idea of maybe you're not country enough to be doing a country record? Uh, you know, yeah, I think so. But like, well, yeah, it definitely was. But I mean country as in aesthetic i would say i was worried because you know when you think of country and then in the last couple of years like i really like orville peck and a lot of that stuff but it's like you know people kind of see okay you got to have a cowboy hat and dress a certain way so i was worried about the presentation of it being not accepted but i've been confident in the songs like like you said like you know people smell like they can tell when something's genuine and I had I had the utmost faith in the song speaking for themselves, but I was kind of worried. It's like, oh, just this, you know, hardcore guy playing country. It's like, you know, people might write it off just based on that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's been pretty positive so far. 
Well, and you hope people wouldn't write you off without listening to it first, because I, mean, I think when you listen to it, it has that feel, even though it has kind of the rock edge to it from the production and from, from your background. Uh, the one song that, that really stands out for me of the four is is the last song, which almost has like a Neil Young Crazy Horse kind of vibe to it. Um, oh, yeah. with, with the, like it's very, very heavy on the on the electric guitars and everything like that. And, and I mean, it, it does fit with the rest of the EP, but it certainly is... Um, it's an outlier. Like it's, it's definitely different. What was the, uh, what's the story behind that one? Why, why, why did you decide to end it on something, you know, considerably heavier, uh, not heavy, but heavier and, and, and more kind of, uh, electric, I guess, than some of the other songs. I don't know. I think when I was putting them all together, I think I kind of just put it in order of song as songs as I wrote them. Okay. But that one I had for quite a long time. And the, the demos I sent Voth were even more, um, a little more crazy like he really helped me tone down some of the rock edge to it like there was way more soloing and just excuse me weird stuff going on in it but uh that one i was kind of nervous to actually do originally we were just going to do the first two in the danger cat song but when we were there we actually were like okay maybe we should try it and then we were talking to rory and I, I had the demo of it there and i was like do you think you could maybe last second like he was in the studio he'd finish the other three and I was like, do you think you could maybe just try and toss some steel over this and we're going to try and actually record a real version? He's like, yeah. So he did it. And then when we, when I heard the finished version that we did with Jordan, I was like, okay, this has to be on there. It's, it's perfect. But yeah. I, I love that song. I don't know. It was, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I really sat down to write something that rocking, but it just kind of came out when I was, it came out while I was doing it. So it just, yeah.
and I guess having something like that on the record too gives you some leeway live in a sense if yeah. you if you do want to take the show in a more rocking kind of direction you have that in the in, uh, as part of the set right so you can it wouldn't seem yeah. out of place yeah. to suddenly just crank everything up and <laughs> if that's part of the part of the program right yeah I think that'll I think that will be the case live because no matter what I do like even recording the acoustic and stuff on this in the studio I just you know I'm a punk guy I'm a hardcore guy at heart and it's it'll always shine through no matter what <laughs> yeah well, how do people hear this? I mean, I, I know, again, shows aren't happening at the time we're recording this, but the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it a year from now, and, you know, hopefully you're playing a bunch of shows and things have changed and you got more music out there. So what's the best way to sort of keep up with what you're up to? Uh, it's on every streaming platform. It's, I mean, I have a band camp too, and uh, I have an Instagram. They're all just my name, Jesse William. I got two E's at the end of Jesse. It wasn't an aesthetic choice. It was my mom's weird choice for some reason. So, yeah. That stands yeah. out, right? I mean, people remember the, yeah. the, <laughs> the two E's for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah. so, like, you said you're hoping to put out a short run of vinyl on this. And are physical copies in other, any other formats going to come out? Or are you just going to do digital and vinyl? Uh, I was I was thinking I was... Originally, I was going to do a tape. But then I started looking at pressing vinyl and i i found a couple places that do do shorter run for cool. a price that isn't offensive so i was like you know what i might you know what it's like perfect length for a seven inch so i'm let's just do it and see what happens well now yeah. that now that it, it's out and now that you kind of you know people have heard it and you're getting feedback and then you're kind of thinking of what to do with this release like you said putting on a seven inch what's next i mean do you have a bunch of other songs in this vein that, that you're you're working on are you hoping to do uh, a follow-up to this soon or is that kind of off in the distance once this thing has kind of got out there a bit more uh like i'm always writing stuff and i think the plan will be to do like a full length by the fall hopefully okay. like me and jordan are already talking about you know lining up the next set of recording but i have such an insane work schedule that it's kind of hard but as a as you know trying to line this up yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so i think the plan is to just keep churning it out like uh i'm i'm excited about it and i don't know i'm i'm i don't want to like over uh inundate people with it but you know i have the songs and i'm passionate about it and i'm excited so why not just keep recording and putting it out if people like it that's cool that's yeah. what you want right <laughs> you want yeah. be, hopefully people dig it yeah for sure
right, so uh, this is kind of a bonus guest on this episode. Um, it's Jordan Voth who produced and recorded this EP we've been talking about. And I guess the first question I have for you is, is what the hell are you doing making a country record? Uh, he asked. He, he said, like, he's been sending me uh, demos of this stuff uh, pretty much since the start of the pandemic. My understanding is that he's been working on this for years. Um, yeah, and he always just sent it over to me and said, like, what do you think? Is it good? You know, and yeah, like I, 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 it's not actually the first country record I've done. I have done some country stuff in the past, but it is like, it is few and far between considering the stuff that I, I normally do. But uh, he asked and I, he, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. So I, when he asked if I would do it, I had no hesitation about doing that for him. Cool. Well, one of the things I talked about with him too is is kind of the idea of it being a country record, but because of his background and because of your background, it doesn't necessarily have a country sound. I mean, the country sound is there, but there's there's obviously like kind of a punk edge to it, and the way it's recorded is more in line with what you're normally recording, and it kind of gives it a unique vibe. Is there anything different that that you would do on your end as far as making something like this versus making a punk record or an emo record or a metal record or hardcore record? Um, not really like there's there were some choices during the recording where i used maybe techniques or equipment that kind of skews more you know mellow sounding or warmer like i used a, a lot like i think for almost everything that you hear on it there's a ribbon microphone that mic'd it up um so that's just more of a warmer kind of less upfront sound but beyond that no nothing too out of the usual like i think for pretty much like regardless of genre i think you can always kind of fall back on like just simple techniques and and you know if you have like a ba- uh, like a a base level understanding of how to record properly and gain structure and things like that i think you can record any genre i think really where a lot of the sound from, of that record comes from is jesse and his vision for it like obviously like he's not aiming for like keith urban mm-hmm. but he trying to do like more of like a like an outlaw country or like a cow punk kind of thing um yeah and so i think a lot of the sound that you hear on the record is is him and his vision and i'm i'm really just there for a lot of it just kind of capturing and facilitating that being recorded um there were a few things that i did like i played drums on it uh and i did some backup vocals for him as well but a lot of one of the real kind of magic moments was having Rory come in and, and do the slide guitar on it. He was fantastic. It was an, it was a pretty like it was fun to hear that. Like it sounds incredible. Yeah, His I was going to ask is- about that actually because that 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 really is makes the album like that's a distinctive sound on that record. Is just uh, having that on every track. Um, had you ever recorded pedal steel before? Okay, there's there's three instruments on this thing that i've never recorded before banjo harmonica and the pedal steel and all three were kind of like you know what the hell am i gonna do with this like just way out of my wheelhouse um but yeah like um his 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 playing and his rig that he brought here it sounded the way it does on the record, like just standing in front of it. Like he had an amp that's specifically voiced for a pedal steel. I believe it's made by Quilter. And I just, he plugged in and immediately from him and his instrument, the sound that you hear on the record is in the room. So it's not that hard. Like you just got to like get it, get it on tape really. Um, Yeah. So there are, 
there are some uh, different instruments and stuff that I'm not necessarily used to seeing, but as long as they sound good, you know, like if it sounds the way it should on a record in the room, then it's really just a matter of me making sure that that happens on my end. Right. So it wasn't that, wasn't that difficult. It wasn't too challenging. Do you, does this, I guess preparing for this, did you like specifically go out of your way to listen to more country than maybe you would have before? Or did you just uh, do it in your typical sort of style you would normally set up for, uh, for recording someone? I listened to like a bunch of Hank three. Um, my partner listens to a lot of like nineties country and the production on that stuff is always like really smooth. Like I think mm-hmm. it predates some of the digital stuff. So it's, you know, predominantly tape based productions and like those productions, they're leaning really, really heavily on like exceptional performers and players and stuff like that. So it's not like I, it's not like this is a style of music that I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, but, um, I listened to some Hank three. I, he also, he had some other references, some points of like, just check this out and give this a listen. So I listened to some Neil Young as well on Spotify. How retro. (laughs) Um, Well, and there's a big Neil Young influence in the last track on there. It's super crazy horse vibes. I I get off that. that, Exactly. And you know what? It's good that people are, I've had a few people tell me that like, Oh, that song has big, like Neil Young vibes. It's like, well, that's what he was kind of going for there. Um, I listened to some Fleetwood Mac too. Like that's kind of in my regular rotation anyways, a bit, but just dug into some of those older sounds and, and yeah, I mean, it, it was, it wasn't as hard. I think the whole thing came together in three or four weeks. Like it doesn't, it didn't take that long. I think the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle with that was getting him to be confident in himself. Like when he was sending me demos, he was always like, Hey, is this good? You, you sure it doesn't suck? <laughs> it didn't suck. It was, it was great. The demos were very similar to what got put out. There's a few little more uh, bells and whistles that are added in. Obviously the slide guitar adds a dimension and there's real instruments on this one as opposed to like virtual garage band type stuff on his demos. But if you, if you compared the two of them, it's, it's not like it's not night and day. It's one's just a bit of a nicer representation of the other. Cool. Thirty days. 
my blood. 